0: Welcome back to another episode of the Next Gen Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Brooks Huber, joined alongside by a very sick Andrew Christensen. Andrew, what's going on right now?
1: Uh, I feel like I'm on my death bed. I have a bursted eardrum, so it's safe to say I'm only here so I don't get fined.
0: I like that. You're playing some Marshawn Lynch on us. Heck well, yeah. we have some great topics to go over. Currently, we are recording this on Monday at 445 mountain time, which means OBJ has not been claimed yet. And we don't know if he will, but we are recording this in advance. So let's talk a little bit about OBJ before we get the restless podcast underway, which will include Book Name in with Brooks, Patience in Panic or Panic, and which team that got upset today are we worried most about? So we have some great topics, but yeah, let's talk about OBJ. A lot of people are saying, I want OBJ on my team. I We need OBJ. OBJ would be so good. Our offense would be unstoppable. Andrew, what do you think about that? It's so
1: weird to me because Odell Beckham Jr., like what kind of made him famous was that catch he had, right? And I remember exactly where I was at. I was in my living room. I was watching that game and that catch was like insane. Like, Don't get me wrong. That was a top five catch in my mind, but In the end, like he really hasn't done much since. He went to the the Cleveland Browns, and it was a huge deal. He was a great player at that time, and Baker Mayfield like essentially tried to force the ball to him just because of his name, his stature, his ego, and it just did not go well. The Browns were not succeeding, and so they figured out, they're like, wow, this is not working. Let's try and work it around. Well, the man himself is kind of a diva, which I think you might talk about a little bit, Brooks, but... I just don't get it. He he's a good wide receiver, but he's not like this this superstar, top five wide receiver in the league.
0: Yeah, I think people are overestimating what OBJ is now, and I love OBJ. Let me just say this beforehand: I had his jersey, I had his catch as my screensaver and my phone case, so I'm, I was a big OBJ fan when he was in New York. But here's the thing about Odell Beckham Jr. He has not been named to a Pro Bowl since 2016 that's half a decade ago he has not had more than 1100 yards since 2016 so i think people are overestimating the impact that he's going to have right now and i don't think he's that good anymore at this point in his career he for how much drama he caused an organization the production is just simply not there And i hate to see that i hope obj turns it around but for everybody saying obj gets to our team it's going to be a a big deal well, you're realistically looking at a wide receiver two or wide receiver three for your team. Yep. And I don't think that's worth it with this cap hit if he's claimed. And we'll see if he does go unclaimed here.
1: And here, here's another point, too. When he was in New York, everyone is doing the hashtag free Odell as well because he was on a bad team. And people are like, if this guy is on a good team, he's going to be unstoppable. He goes to the Browns, who right now are one of the best teams in the league, and he still doesn't succeed there. And so you're getting to a point now where – yeah, if you put anyone on the Bucks, they're going to be good, right, because of Tom Brady. So if he goes to a team like that with a superstar Hall of Fame quarterback, he might be able to kind of revive his career in a sense, but he's just not that guy anymore that's just a top 10 wide receiver that's going to get open on all plays who's really going to make a difference.
0: Yeah, he's not even top 30 right now, and I think everybody can say that, but here's the thing. A lot of people, a lot of Odell advocates have been making excuses for OBJ the past three years for why he isn't who he used to be. And I'm here to say it. I'm not for these excuses anymore. Yeah, right away I was. But no, it's it's time to put up or shut up for Odell. And I guess we're going to see whatever team he goes to, whether he will put up those numbers. But no, he's not the guy that he used to be. And I really hope he can turn it around, but I don't think he can at all.
1: Yeah, so... Just so the listeners know, Brooks, like, what are your top landing spots for him at the moment? Because top Deshaun, well, and one point before that too, Deshaun Jackson got claimed or signed by the Raiders. So yikes! everyone because. was like, oh, he's going to the Raiders, blah, blah. Well, here comes Deshaun Jackson, and maybe they wanted Deshaun more than Odell. Who knows?
0: Well, see, they have so much drama going on with their organization. First you got John Gruden, then you have Henry Ruggs, and now you have Damon Arnett. Uh, so they have a ton of drama as is. Why would you want to add OBJ to that drama? I have no idea. That's why I didn't put them as a top landing spot. But I think the Saints are an obvious first choice, uh, just because he grew up in Louisiana. He went to college there. So I think that would be a good fit. But some other places to look at, though, are the Rams, Packers and Ravens. Those are contending teams with great quarterbacks where you could actually flourish. He won't have to be that guy. And I think those are great
1: landing spots for him, don't you think? Yeah, I totally agree. And I watched the Saints game, and Trevor Simeon didn't have like his best game, but he made a lot of really good throws. But the Isn't wide receiver a starter, next and, week, he should be. Well, and the wide receivers, oh, I don't know, Trevor Simeon. If you watch the game, he made a lot of really good throws, but the wide receivers there are like straight up trash, and they kept dropping it. And as a Kamara fantasy owner, I was so frustrated because they'd start driving down and then all of a sudden the saints wide receivers would drop it. So even Odell there would make a huge difference just because of the level of talent they have with Michael Thomas not coming back. So I, I love the saints pick on that end.
0: Yeah. I think we should now go into uh, a new statement on this podcast episode. So thank you guys for listening. We just want to say that. Uh, so the Rams, they got upset at home versus the Titans, Derek Henry less Titans, which was a big upset the Rams kind of got a little bit closer with some garbage time points. The Bills got held to six points in Jacksonville and lost to them. What's going on there? And the Cowboys got shut out for three and a half quarters, 30 to nothing to tell you Bridgewater and the Broncos. So all three of those contenders who got upset, which one are you most scared for moving forward?
1: Brooks, you're not gonna like this one, but I have to say the Cowboys, and it's always been the same narrative where I love the Cowboys offense. They have a top two offense. Honestly, I'm gonna go on this podcast and say they have the best offense. Just because when Dak is out do. do,
0: yeah.
1: It just because when Dak is healthy, he is out there making plays that can put up 40 points a game. But we've seen it in the past, their Achilles heel has always been their defense. They've always been a team that puts up 30 to 40 points, but that seems to never be enough. And that's what's worrying me is because the Broncos single-handedly just torched the Dallas defense and Dallas couldn't get anything going on offense because they were down from the start and it just kept rolling from there.
0: First of all, that game by Dak Prescott was the worst game I have seen him play in the last three years. Dak has been phenomenal to this point in his NFL career, but he just was not on he was missing some deep shots as he and just some easy throws on fourth down. And that alone put them in a hole. But it also doesn't help when you have Trevon Diggs getting toasted. Through five weeks, he allowed zero touchdowns. Through the last two to three, he's allowed like four. So Trevon Diggs is a big part right now of why they're struggling on defense just because he's a, a big play either way. You know what I mean by that? He's yeah. going to get that interception. Or he's going to get toasted, and we've been seeing more toasting than intercepting in yeah. recent
1: games. And, and here's the thing. They were rumored to try and trade for Vaughn Miller, and man, oh, man, if that would have went through, that would have been a
0: huge
1: signing for them.
0: Well, if be, That's not even like their biggest need right now. Like their pass rush was fine. They just couldn't cover anybody in the secondary. And I think cornerback will be a huge point of emphasis in this draft form. And I'm going to piggyback off of you and go with the Dallas Cowboys as well. I was hesitant to go with the Rams because I saw some huge flaws on Sunday night, but I will, I'll save those for another time. However, I do think though, that the Cowboys, they are in a little bit of trouble and it's going to be, will they be able to bounce back versus the Falcons team who is hot, hot, hot right now? Will they be able to bounce back? Will they not be able to? That's going to be a big tell to see where their season's going. If they don't go in to Dallas next week, it's a home game. If they don't beat Atlanta by more than 20, I'm going to be very concerned for that team. They should be able to win by 30. And yeah. it all starts with the Cowboys offense, though. Dak needs to play better. Their offensive line needs to play better. And they just got, they got to get healthy.
1: Yeah. And here's the thing, too. You mentioned the Rams briefly. Again, one of the reason I didn't go with the Rams is because Matthew Stafford is a new quarterback. And you kind of have a reason you could blame it on the fact that they're still building chemistry. They're still a new team. They get Von Miller. There. Uh,
0: it's week nine. They, they, I know. they have way no, too I, much chemistry. You I see him coming No, that chemistry is there. That's a terrible excuse. But what I'm saying yeah, is so there's that's an, oh, an Odell no, Beckham no, no, no. type Cleveland excuse right there. See, no. if you would
1: let me finish my segment. And here, what I'm saying is you can't make that same excuse for the Dallas Cowboys because we've seen it for years with their defense. So. You can chirp me all you want, Brooks, but in the end, Dallas has had a bad defense for, what, the past three, four years. So it's just a the same story that goes on and on. That's why I'm going with the Cowboys, whether you like it or not.
0: I think their defense is going to get better. I like Dan Quinn a lot. He's way better than Mike Nolan ever was and never will be. Uh, but I am scared of, for the Cowboys right now. They have a lot to figure out because up to this point, they were this team who could go into anywhere and beat anybody. They almost beat the Bucks at, at in Tampa Bay, fresh out of a Super Bowl win, and they have been killing teams up to this point. So I think we were all shocked to kind of see this happen. We got to talk about the Bills just a little bit. Yeah, we Jaguars, do. they lost Urban Meyer. Now, granted, Urban Meyer's game plan was sound all week. It was great. He was grinding on that game plan, and he delivered like he always does. Wink, wink, wink.
1: Always <laughs> does. I love that. Yeah, I mean, you watch that game. It was just an ugly one. I feel bad for any Bills fans that went to that game, paid money to watch them get absolutely torched by the Jacksonville Jaguars. But here's the deal. The Bills, and I've said it over and over again, are one of the most streaky teams. And this is why, believe it or not, they're a good pick to be able to make it the Super Bowl because if they get hot, we've seen it in the past, they are unstoppable. But if they are not they are a team that can lose to arguably the worst team, Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: I agree with that. I agree with that. I think we talked about the, this great on this podcast episode. So far, thank you guys again for listening. Let's go jump into another segment. The listener's favorite, Booking with Brooks. Since Andrew's sick, I'll kind of explain it for new listeners. You guys have seen on the Next Gen podcast, Instagram. Basically, Which you get Andrew, a lot of heat
1: for, don't you? I do this get a lot is, of heat. the most say. heated segment.
0: I would like to say, you guys said like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, when I said the Bengals weren't a top four team in the AFC, you guys clowned me. And look at this. Look at this.
1: How about Antonio Brown? You said Antonio Brown, you booked it, that he was the best wide receiver on the Bucs. Yes, he's injured right
0: now. I know, but but
1: before that, he, he, I mean, even after that, he balled out the next two games and looked like the best wide receiver.
0: Yeah, I mean, hey, there's hey, there's reason why I got thirty k on Instagram. I don't mean to flaunt that on you guys, but I mean, hey, that was a yeah, total flex
1: and a half. No, why that don't that you was, put your arm there? Flex. Why don't you put your arm up there? Yeah, yeah there, there we, we go. go.
0: So basically, how the segment works: Andrew gives me four take or five takeaways or takes, predictions, or whatever from this past week, and I say whether I agree with it or not by saying whether I'm booking it or if I'm not. So Andrew, since you're sick, you can. Get this started underway, and I'm just gonna answer these unbiased.
1: Okay. Well, we talked about OBJ, so we gotta include him on this one. And Brooks, are you booking it that the Browns have a better offense without Odell Beckham Jr.?
0: Is this even a question? I mean, I thought I thought we weren't gonna make these easy on me anymore. I'm definitely saying they have a better offense, and I'm trying to pull up this stat that I found where it basically showed the stats of Baker Mayfield with and without OBJ. And yeah, here it is. So Baker Mayfield with Odell averages 200 yards per game and has had 42 touchdowns and 29 picks. Without Odell, he averages 257 yards per game with 39 touchdowns and 17 picks. So for those who are keeping score at home, he's throwing three less touchdowns, but also 12 less interceptions and about 30 more yards. This offense is way better, and we've seen it time and time again. Last year, you have to force this OBJ because OBJ was injured. Now, OBJ's not on the team. I expect that passing game to flourish. And watch for David Njoku. The guy has been throwing around trade talks for the last three years. Watch him to finally break out and watch for that run game to look even better than it has been in weeks past.
1: I love that one. I totally agree with you on that. Moving on, we have to talk about Sam Darnold. The poor man is not playing well at all. He There's been rumors that he's going to get benched, and he came out this week and threw zero touchdowns and three interceptions. So, Brooks, are you booking it that Sam Darnold's starting NFL career is going to be over?
0: After this year, yeah. I mean, he was seeing ghosts again. I, maybe that's just like a New England Patriot playing against New England Patriots type thing, but he did not look good at all. And he really had his school For the first three weeks, you were like, wow. Sam Darnold wasn't the problem. It was all Adam Hayes. Well, how have the turntables. They're what, 4-5 and five right now? Something like that?
1: Yeah, they're and not four. doing well at all. They're not
0: doing well at all. I think they're on like a 1-4 um, slot in the last five weeks. They're not looking good at all. And uh, it is all on Sam Darnold. He has to be playing better. And now it's it isn't looking stupid that they did not take Justin Fields' 8th overall. Justin Fields, he's not playing great right now but his he would look a lot better than Sam Darnold because going into this next off season the Panthers will again be looking for the franchise guy which they have not had since Cam Newton.
1: Yeah, it's it's sad to see too because the Panthers have probably a top 5 maybe maybe top 8 defenses here so they have the defense there but unfortunately Sam Darnold's not played up to par. The voice is leaving me. So I'm gonna let you do most of the talking here. Brooks, are you booking it that the Cardinals are a top 10 team, even without Kyler Murray? We saw him take it to the 49ers this year, so or this week. So what do you have to say with that?
0: All right, Andrew. Drink some water. You gotta stay hydrate here. We need you for the full episode. I'm not gonna book it. I think it was a fluke win for them. They're playing a 49ers team, which they are obviously better than. And Cole McCoy is one of the better backups in the NFL. And I, I don't think they can get bailed out by James Conner every single week getting, what do you have, three touchdowns, right? I mean, that, that's insane. They're not going to get bailed out by him every single week. I think everything that could go well for them in that game did go well for them. And I, well, I do think they could win a playoff game as a wild card, possibly, without Kyler Murray Sure. However, I would not bank on that. So I'm going to say they're not a top 10 team. That's going to be my first not booking it of this episode.
1: Wow. I think Colt McCoy, Colt McCoy is the new Nick Foles. I, if he's in the playoffs, no. watch out. I don't no. know. I don't know. McCoy? I, as Cole much McCoy. as I want to see Kyler Murray stay healthy, and I think he will. Um, I'm calling that now. So, You're saying right. Colt McCoy?
0: You're yes. crazy, bro.
1: Dude, he's he's the man. He's I think he's two and zero the past times he started. So um, he played well, good for the Cardinals. All right, moving on to the fourth topic. A team that looked really good this week, the Tennessee Titans. Brooks, are they still a Super Bowl contender even without the man himself, Derrick Henry?
0: I'm gonna say absolutely. The AFC right now, it's wide open. You see the Bengals going down. You see the Raiders going down. You see. The AFC South, I mean, it's a garbage fest. So I think obviously I'm going to say here that they are still a Super Bowl contender. Their run game, while it's not as good as it used to be, they're utilizing those running backs greatly. I think they have Dante Foreman, who was doing a lot of explosive runs. They had Jeremy McNichols. I think that's his name. I have no idea, but he was catching the ball off the backfield and he was great. And then they had AP as their goal line back. So I think with those three guys, they can interchange them. And they're going to still be good on the run game. And Tannehill is going to have to step up. But I think we saw that this past week, that he's not afraid of the bright lights and that he's going to do whatever it needs to be done to win games.
1: Yeah, he has been a solid quarterback the past two years. And the Tennessee Titans were similar to the Dallas Cowboys in the sense that we believed in their offense. We knew it. It was just their defense. And we've definitely seen their defense take a huge step up lately. Tennessee Titans defense has looked good, and that's why they have been playing successfully. All right, we have to move on to a team that everyone has been high on, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, who have really cooled off as of late. Brooks, we talked about it, how they at once were, what, 5-2, and two, which is at top of the AFC. They were supposed to get the bye if the season would end at that time. We both said that we're not believing it. But are you believing that the Bengals, are you booking it that they're still a playoff team? (laughs) No, no, no.
0: Now, you guys clowned me once before, saying the best team in the AFC, best team in the AFC North, the Bengals, who were fresh off of Jamar Chase's 200-yard game, were not a top-four team. And look at this. They're not even a top-three team in their own division. They're sitting now in last place in the AFC North. So, no, I'm not going to book it. The AFC right now, while there is no clear best team, there are a ton of wild card teams, though, and I think the Bengals will be one that are left out. And you guys, hey, you can clown me on this all you want. However, I have not missed yet up to this point about the Bengals, and I don't intend on it anytime in the future. We got yeah. to get going for t- patience or panic. So I would love to hear your thoughts on this, Andrew, but you are sick, so I'm going to cut you short there.
1: Wow, now go that's
0: terrible. Well, hey, you're sick, and we're on a time crunch, all right? So – now we gotta do these teams. We're gonna be doing them kind of fast. So say a few words, yada yada whatever. Yeah. Patience or panic. Buffalo Bills lost six tonight to Jacksonville. Nice. However, their performance was not nice.
1: Yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I'm staying patient on these on this team because the Bills are a team that could come out next week and put up 45 points and win by 30. They're just a streaky team. That's that's what makes them great, though, is they have a lot of talent. They just didn't come to play. Don't worry about it.
0: I'm going to say for this one, it was a fluke game. and Every team has a fluke game here and there. Uh, the Titans lost to the Jets, you know, and the Jets beat, who would they beat? The Bengals, exactly. Everybody has their fluke game here and there. I'm going to say patience on them. Next team is the Dallas Cowboys. I'll start this one since you started the last one. I'm going to say patience until I see how they play versus Atlanta and Dallas next week. If they do not come out firing and start off the game on a 14-0 run, I may be a little concerned. But until then, I'm going to say patience. What are you thinking right now?
1: Well, if you look at their record, they're six and two. And the next team in their division is the Eagles sitting at three and six. So you have to stay patient. They still have a big league in that a big lead in that division. And I could not see any other team coming out of that division. So they're a playoff team. They can win a couple games. Be patient.
0: All right. The next one is the New Orleans Saints. These is this is one of your favorite teams because one of your favorite players, Alvin Kamara, plays for them. What are you thinking with them? Is Trevor Simeon
1: the guy, patience, or panic? It, it makes me sad to say, like you said, big Kamara fan, but I have to say panic. And their defense, when we watched them against the Bucks, was arguably the best defense. They shut down Tom Brady, the man himself. But you come to this week, their defense didn't play as well. Nobody knows who's going to be at quarterback. I think Taysom Hill is not a good quarterback. I think Trevor Simeon is a very mediocre one. I have to panic. I I miss Drew Brees. Please, if you hear this, big friend of the podcast. We know you're out there listening. Come back to the Saints. Brees, we need you.
0: You just want him for all the check downs to Camara. I see you. I see you. (laughs) All right. I'm going to say for this one, looking at how the NFC looks right now, I'm going to say patience. I'm a little bit lenient on doing that. Trevor Simeon's the quarterback moving forward, but I do not anticipate that. Kaysom Hill can just do too much in scoring position to not be the starting quarterback. And I think he does just enough to be the starting quarterback and to win games. But I'm looking at it right now, they will probably be the sixth seed in the NFC when it's all said and done coming into the playoffs. Cause they just have to beat out the Falcons, Panthers and Vikings, which they can, even if they yeah. don't beat out one of those teams, they're still a seven seed. So I think they will make playoffs. Uh, no one anticipated them to win the division by any means, so we're not pay- panicking on that part. We're going to stay patient with their playoff hopes right now. Let's now go to the 49ers, the last team on this list. This is this is kind of a tough team since you started the last one. I'll start off here. I'm going to go panic. I think their season is over right now, and you guys can be like, whoa, Brooks, Brooks. They're still in the thick of it for the 7th seed or the 16th NFC. I just look at it this way. Their offense is out of sorts right now. Their defense is not looking very good. They should put in Trey Lance while they can so they can gain him his experience and then roll into the 2021 season or 2022 season. My my apologies. Super fresh, and he already knows the offense. But I think one silver lining with the team right now is Brandon Ayuk. He finally had a breakout game, and I'm excited for him. But I'm going to go panic for them as well.
1: Yeah, I'm going to piggyback off that and go panic. You look at their division, they're three and five. They're tied with the Seahawks at the bottom, but you have the Rams and Cardinals who are two hot teams. They, and, and here's the thing, the Seahawks with Russell Wilson, they get them back this next game are a better team than the 49ers at this point. Like you said, their season is over. Get your rookie quarterback in there. I know it's a big thing of pride with Jimmy Garoppolo and everything, but if you truly believe in Trey Lance, this is your time. Your season is unfortunately over.
0: Now, here's the thing, though. If the 49ers were in any other division, I would say their season's not over because they are more talented than the Falcons than the Panthers. So in that instance, they probably could be in the playoff run, but they are playing some of the best teams in all football twice a year. Those are going to be automatic losses for them, and that's really going to hurt your record. You're going to have to win every other game that you possibly can, which I don't see that happening, unfortunately. That concludes the Next Gen podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for listening. Andrew is sick, but he will be back and better than ever. I hope I made it Friday episode. You did. I'm proud of you. So get some PDA light and maybe maybe take a nap.
1: I I just need to, like we talk about Carson Wentz. I need to take my Flintstone vitamins more.
0: Got to get healthy.
1: Yeah, he has. He's been balling.
0: All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoy this episode, please like, subscribe, give us a five-star review, go share it with a friend, go share with your mom for all I care. We appreciate you guys, and we'll see you guys Friday morning at 10.30 Eastern time.
1: See Peace you time. there.